Lori took her fingers out of her ears only after she was out of the house and only to pick up her bike and ride the mile and a half to Aunt Dot's. Her mom had said she could go after Lori wrapped her neck in a red scarf and slipped on a pair of gloves with little snowflakes on them and after Dot said on the phone that it was okay. The boys were being loud, the four of them, fighting and wrestling and slamming doors and Lori had gotten tired of hiding in her room. Since she turned 12, her mother had been letting her make her way over to Dot's by herself, even after dinner, when it was dark. When she arrived at Dot's, Lori dropped her bike in the grass and went up to the big red door. Dot, who was actually Lori's mother's aunt, had grown up in this house and always said her parents brought her here straight from the hospital, and she just kept coming back. Lori rang the bell. When Dot came to the door, she was in jeans and a purple chenille sweater with her long gray hair pulled back in a ponytail. Hello, honey bun, she said, and she stood aside. Lori loved how it smelled in Dot's house, like wood because of the fireplace, like lavender because of Dot's soap, and like the ocean because everything in Maine that's near the water smells a little bit like the ocean. There was a fire going, and Lori pulled off her gloves and took off her scarf and carefully laid them over the back of one of the dining room chairs. It's freezing out there, she said. I know, I'm so glad you're here and out of all that. You must be practically a popsicle. Dot already had a little pot of milk on the stove, and she spooned instant hot cocoa mix into two mugs and mixed it up. Then she took a can of whipped cream out of the fridge and said, shoop like she always did as she built two little towers of it. Lori wrapped her hands around her cup as they went into the living room together. So, Dot said, your mom said it was pretty noisy at home. Lori blew delicately on her hot chocolate and rolled her eyes. Patrick and Scott are arguing about something. I don't even know what. They were teenagers, 17 and 14, and a lot of the time, Lori didn't know what they were talking about, whether they were fighting or not. She just tried to stay out of the way. And Ryan says he's trying to figure out what the loudest thing in the house is. Ryan was the baby. Oh, no. Dot laughed. Never good when an eight-year-old does research. And Joey is being Joey. She looked meaningfully at Dot. And you know how that is. Dot nodded. Joey was 10, the drum on everything, break everything, jump on everything, run through everything, eat everything, get stains on everything, brother. Well, I talked to your mother, and we were thinking maybe you'd like to stay overnight. It's not a school night. Lori almost spilled her cocoa wiggling in her chair. Yes, yes, yes. Should I go home and get my pajamas and stuff? Oh, you can borrow something of mine. Lori looked down at herself. I'm bigger than you, she said. Dot Bark laughed. You are absolutely not bigger than me, she said. And even if you were, there are plenty of things you can sleep in. For all I care, you can wrap yourself up in my bathrobe. And I have some extra toothbrushes, and that's pretty much all you really need, right? When they finished their cocoa, Lori followed Dot upstairs, and Dot dug around in the dresser in her bedroom and eventually came out with a long-sleeved pink shirt that said Niagara Falls. When Lori held it up to herself, it hung to the middle of her thighs. 
Thank you for letting me come over, she said, and she put her arms around Dot, who squeezed her tight and kissed the top of her head. You know you always have a place here when you need one, she said. Lori laid the shirt on the bed and sat down next to it, listening to the furnace flip on. It's amazing here. It's so quiet, she said finally. I can't read over there. I can't even think. Well, you have a big, beautiful family that loves you very much, Dot said. And I know that you love them. She came and sat down next to Lori. But they're loud, I agree. Lori smiled, really loud. Dot raised her eyebrows. Well, there's nobody here but you and me. You can sleep in as long as you want, she said, and nobody will make a peep unless it's me making coffee. You might sleep until noon. You might sleep until dinner. I'm so jealous, Lori moaned. You get to be by yourself all the time. I'm not by myself all the time, Dot laughed. Mom says you have a boyfriend, Lori said. Oh, your mother is a gossip. Dot grinned. I have lots of friends, and that's all you're getting, nosy nose. She got up, went to stand in the doorway, and ran her finger over the painted wall, which was peeling a little. I have to paint this room, she said. Absolutely have to. What color are you going to paint it? Lori asked. Dot was quiet, then she turned back to Lori. What's your favorite color? Right now, it's goldfish. Goldfish? Like orange? Lori nodded. I really love it. My mother says it makes her think of macaroni and cheese. Dot nodded. Well, let's paint it goldfish then. Lori's eyes opened wider. Really? Sure, why not? Just like that? Why are you scandalized, love? It's just paint. I don't know, you just paint your walls however, whenever you want? You don't talk to anybody? I'm talking to you, she said. Who else would I talk to? It's my house, they're my walls. I can cover the entire place in zebra stripe wallpaper if I want to. I can fill it up with sand and make a beach. Compared to that, a few goldfish walls are pretty tame. Lori looked all around. Her parents owned their house too, but somehow she felt certain they didn't think of it this way. She imagined zebra stripe wallpaper. She imagined herself lying on this bed in a zebra stripe room with sand on the floor, with no one around, no one yelling, no one deciding when breakfast was or when was too late for hot cocoa. A week later, Lori went over to Dot's and they repainted the bedroom she had slept in. They did the whole thing in a bright orange with a few red swirls Dot painted with a fat brush to make it more goldfishy. At the end of the day, Lori had orange specks in her hair and on her jeans, and she told Dot it was the greatest room she'd ever seen. And while Dot lived almost 30 more years, and she repainted rooms and refinished floors and put in new countertops and renovated the bathroom two more times, that room stayed the goldfish room, always.